Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host Toby Morris. Once again, maybe it's tenth time on the podcast. My uh, my hype man, my brother from another mother, uh, Mr. Derek Green. You what's up? You can hear me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm in the mix. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna fuck it up because I'm the worst of this. Matt Cathron. Cathron, Ka- come Ka- on, Ka-thron. man. I suck at this. It's Catherine. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine. I suck at that. I'm really sorry. I, I see you do. Ka- my memory's the worst. Matt, f- singer from the Bronx. Yes, sir. <laughs> Which I love the fucking singer name Singer from Bronx. the Bronx. Peace, Matt. <laughs> Wait a minute. Catherine, I said, what, what is, what is that? Are you Irish? What are you? Yeah, Irish and Welsh. Irish and Welsh. Me too. I'm sir. Irish and Welsh too. Yeah. I have a little bit of percentage of my background <laughs> there oh, as so well. I did 23 and me, right? I did 23 and me, and I found that I had a bit of 12% coming from that area of the world. That's legit, right? And there. I also have relatives with Cochrane last name. Yeah. Okay, let's get yeah. to the guest now. Okay, sorry. This isn't about. <laughs> I was just trying to get him, you know, we, so he could relate, you know. Well, welcome, man. Thank you for being here. I appreciate hey, it very nice much, to be man. Here, man. Nice to be we here. We met several times throughout the years, but it's good to have you here and hear your story. Yeah, yeah. Um, doing some research on you. Obviously, you're born in California. Yes. You want to like the first, maybe only guest that's actually born in California that had on the podcast. That's not true, Toby. I would like to remind you that Will I Am was born. Okay. In- Oh. Respect Will I Am, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Will I Am and, and Matt, that's mm-hmm. about it. Two people, right? They're born in California on the podcast. Cut from the Chino same cloth. Will I Am. Yes, Will I Am. Chino was born in Sacramento or no? Oh, yeah, Chino was born in Sacramento. Yee, come on, Toby. But, okay, Sacramento, he's, Sacramento doesn't count, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Sacramento Yo, Chino listens every week. Sorry, Chino. Chino, there wasn't a diss on you. That was on. I didn't say that Matt said that, Chino. <laughs> He'll be listening. Peace. Uh, what um, say? Because he's from Cali, you know. He California, can diss your yeah. Own state. Like I can diss Ohio as much as I want. There you go. Yeah. So how was it growing up here? Like when you were uh, a kid and stuff. It was. It was awesome, man. I grew up in uh, in Pico Rivera, which is like uh, like outskirts of East LA. You know, it's a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, and it was beautiful. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, it's a little bit crazy here and there. I had like a neighbor who was like a shot caller for the Mexican mafia that wow. was like, yeah, wild, dude. <laughs> wow. Wild. Um, but outside of that, you know, it was it was pretty normal, man. You know, I grew up next to like Bernie Elementary School and it was cool growing up next to a school and skateboarding there and hanging out, doing all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Did they give you a nickname in the neighborhood? Like, oh, there's Blanco. No, well, dude, okay, so. <laughs> Yo, Blanco! All right, so, okay, so the 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 gangster family was the Murrietas, right? Okay. So there was the Murrietas and then there was this, this kind of like white trash family a little bit called the Pipers and they were neighbors. So it was like this classic like Murrietas versus the Pipers thing and mm. It just went down like year after year until finally the main Marietta dude, Art Marietta, he went crazy, like shot his wife. Wow. And then. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, no, it was, dude, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he shot his wife and then there was like a police standoff down the street and he ended up capping himself and that was the end of the, that was the end of the deal. But that wow. was like, that was the crazy, the craziest yeah. shit. You right, know what I mean? It right. was for the most part, normal LA neighborhood, but okay. you know, it was, uh. We we had a we had a little we were like the house on the corner next to the two feuding houses so we saw it all, uh, mm-hmm. but you know we were we were cool. My dad was cool with everybody, so we never got fucked with or anything like that. You got brothers and sisters. Yeah, I got an older brother, older sister. And then and how is it? Do you guys get into music? 
You guys in the same type of music? Were they into the same stuff as uh, you? Or no? I I kind of got into music through my sister. She was like a like Sunset Strip girl. She's nice. in the Bon Jovi Bad Medicine video. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so so like hair metal and heavy metal was my shit growing up, and that was kind of like my gateway into punk. You know, my brother though, he's got like notoriously terrible taste in music. He was like, <laughs> he was listening to all kinds of whack shit when I was growing up. And how, how were you in school and stuff? uh you know pretty normal man i mean i got i went to uh like the school district in pico rivera you know like the public school rancho my uh my mom my dad they didn't want me going there so they sent me to school in whittier mm. so i went to uh christian school like private school whittier christian like growing up and it was super cool uh obviously a lot of friends and you know normal shit like that but as i kind of like you know, started discovering my own identity and music and art and all that stuff. And especially at that time, you realize how like judgmental religion was. Mm. Mm. Like okay. it was super, super gnarly. You know, yeah. like Did you at have that time, and, and, at your school, what's up? Uniform at your school? No uniforms, okay. but it was okay. like in order to graduate, you had to pass Bible. You know what I mean? So and it was like, mm. and I was, I had like Bible first period, and Bible. it was basically oh. you'd get there, man, and. You know, like in high school, you're, you know, you're fucking working at a pizza place all night. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get, you get, you get like, you know, Bible's first period. So you're kind of snoozing, but it was like, there was just a lot. I just remember there being a lot of hate, man. You know, like a lot of like, these people are going to hell. These people are going to hell. These people are going to hell, but we're good. Yeah. And, you, know, you know what I mean? And yeah. at that time I was like, that was like kind of the first time I identified with like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. So it taught me a lot that way. And, you know, of course, got great friends, you know, a bunch of friends that we used to go to punk shows and, and you know, started a high school band, all that good shit, man. But, but there think, were people you're friends with still that you just oh, didn't hell believe, yeah. you didn't believe in, you know, they could believe whatever. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm all good that way. Yeah. You know, I just don't, I just don't like the, uh, right. the hypocrisy of, of religion and stuff like that. Judgment, mm. judgment just kind of bums me out, you know? I get it. Talked about that last week's yeah. podcast, actually. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes, we did. And we yes. never talk about religion, but that came up, and we mm -hmm. talked about it. I agree with you. Um, so what, what was your, like, gateway into punk rock and stuff? Um, you know, probably just uh, metal, you know? I mean, mm. it was like, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't really, like, a skateboarder or anything like that, you know? I mean, I, I, I you know, fucked around with it, but it was, it was all music, man. It was yeah. all music, discovering music, discovering music, and it was like... You know, I started with kind of like the more kind of glam stuff. And then it's like I kind of discovered, you know, the more kind of like underground stuff. Like, you know, got into Sonic Youth and, nice. you know, got into Dinosaur Jr. and got into stuff like that. And then that kind of like got me into, you know, when I discovered like the, the old L.A. punk bands, you know, bands like Fear and Circle Jerks and all that stuff, you know, that kind of set me off. And then obviously at that point, you know, I graduated in 97, so, mm. you know, 94 through, you know, 90, I mean, that, those were some great years, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great years for us in New York, too, that's You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 you were popping off then, man. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I was going to shows all the time, you know, yeah. so mm -hmm. it was it was just, uh, you know. It Magical. Was, yeah, it was a really, really cool time, man. Yeah. It's a great place to see shows out here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There was, you know, it was a, a ton of great shows, obviously a ton of great bands, and then it was like, you know, basically, I was a buddy, a couple of buddies of mine in high school started this band and they had this singer named like Scott that they were like, they weren't really feeling. 
And I was just kind of the guy that just hung out in the garage and was just kind of hanging, you know? So yep. <laughs> eventually, you know, eventually they passed the mic to me and was like, you know, you, you want to sing? And I was like, yeah, cool. So wow. that's kind of how I started there. And then and it was so classic, like classic, like Christian high school thing. Like me and my, my buddy Rudy, who was playing guitar in the band, we went to a party, right? And we ended up like getting drunk at the party and then the band kicked us out the next day because we were like (laughs) (laughs) oh they were like straight edge christians no they weren't they weren't that like it wasn't it wasn't really about like straight edge yet like you know what i mean (laughs) it was just like we weren't like on like the christian tip that they were on okay right and and so it was like you know it was like okay whatever so that that's how that (laughs) ended up happening that kind of set me on on a on a different path but you know all things happen for a reason so yeah, it's all good absolutely. and you graduated uh yeah so well you know i i graduated <laughs> it's a little tricky it's a little tricky so you know tw- my senior year you know i was kind of like i said fed up with the whole uh you know religion thing and i th- was at the height of my you know punk angst and all this shit so punk i was angst. pretty i was pretty tuned out when it came to uh when it came to school you know so yeah. my grades sucked you know, I was like, you know, not really paying attention. I was running with, you know, all the punk rockers and all the like dudes who were doing shady shit. So they were kind of looking to like get me out of the school, you know? Mm, so, wow. and basically because I was failing Bible of all classes, <laughs> Bible. they, I, I'm, they, I'm, yeah, I'm, they I'm basically classes like studying the Bible, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know? So, but it was like, <laughs> and at the time, you know, it was like they thought that I was doing some, you know, like I had they thought that a, me and a couple other like dudes were like selling drugs, which we mm-hmm. weren't. And but they had like called my mom and said, hey, your son's selling drugs. Oh, so my, my mom was like, no, he's not like my mom's down. So she knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, so, proof. Yeah. Proof. So then it was just like it was just hectic, man. And so it was like, all right, I'm out of here. So they, you know, it was like a frustrating thing because private school costs a lot. And yeah. They took my money for, or my parents' money for three and a half years and wouldn't let me graduate. So I had to go to continuation school and it was like, I did, I did that. And I was like, yeah, dude, it was, it was amazing. I was like, I felt like a goddamn genius in that school. (laughs) Like, it was like, like no disrespect, man. But I was just like, no way. Like I I couldn't believe the environment. It was like rad. It was, you know, so that happened. I, uh, I graduated continuation school technically. Uh, but yeah, I got that. I got that diploma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what were your goals at the time? None, dude. None. Mm. I, I like. I didn't. I had. You know. It, it was. I was a, a lost kid in a lot of ways. You know. Yeah. Not like. Not really in like. Like a heavy, sad type of way. But I just had no real ambition or like drive to do anything other than you know listen to music, go to shows, hang out with my friends. You know that was yeah. it. You know I didn't want to go to college. I was burnt on school. It's the last thing I wanted to do. I didn't have the grades to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, so I was kind of just like, you know, I'm just going to fuck around for a couple of years and then I'll get a job and, yeah, you know. Were you still in that school band when you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it called? was called? So the band was called Brotherhood of Death. Sick. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was based on uh, this B movie that's fucking awesome. Uh, but so that, and that's how I met uh, uh, David Hidalgo and his brother Vince, who, that so that that's crazy. So that my first girlfriend uh, in high school was the cousin of David and Vince Hidalgo, whose dad is a singer in Los Lobos. Oh shit! So that like was a big moment for me musically, like meeting those guys and becoming friends with them. And then we started playing together 
And then we, you know, we started Brotherhood of Death. And then we, those are like the first, you know, real musicians I've ever been around where it's just like in their DNA, you know what I mean? Like those guys, they can pick up any instrument They can. It's just, it's beautiful, man. The gift, the gift that those guys have. So that was the first kind of like, okay, like I'm going to go, I'm like, I'm going to kind of go down this road a little bit and, you know, not necessarily completely focus on music because I was still just a total wild card, but (laughs) you know, I'm going to kind of give this the majority of my attention type of thing, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so you obviously you sang in that band. Yeah. Sang in that band. And then, uh, that band ended up turning into, uh, then I met Joby who's guitar player in the Bronx. Yeah. And that band, uh, Brotherhood of Death, kind of turned into this other band called The Drips. That was me, Joby, and David Vincent. And uh, we got pretty serious with that band and, like, you know, recorded some music and stuff like that, you know. And then, you know, basically after that, it was like Joby was getting more serious with everything. And then he met James and Jorma, who were the other, like, starting guys in the Bronx. And he was just kind of doing some different stuff, like writing some more angular music instead of just kind of more like the drips was pretty like street punk, you know what yeah. I mean? And so Joby was just writing some different stuff and he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to start this thing with these guys and I think you should sing. And, and so I went and to rehearsal and it was like classic, like it was the first time I'd ever like done music with people I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. I you know really what I mean? Yeah. So it was a little, it was a little weird, but mm-hmm. it was also the first time that like I felt like real kind of creative chemistry that you hear about, you know, like when bands come together, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, totally. that's what mm-hmm. it's all about, you know. Yeah. So when it first happened, I knew it was something really special. And then honestly, we were off and running, man. It happened so quick. We were recording, uh, you know, we recorded three songs and we had some awesome people that like, you know, knew how to manipulate the music industry to make people, you know go crazy so we had like you know we were able to kind of take those three songs and string it around to the right people and next dude was crazy before we you know had six songs we had a record deal wow and who who named the band and where that come from obviously Uh, we know the bronx new york but yeah so joby yeah joby named the band because it was basically like a you know in the beginning all we were trying to do was confuse people okay and And we're big fans of juxtaposition and there was a, you know, East coast, West coast rivalry. So, and the Bronx just sounds cool as fuck. So cool. You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, we're going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys been to the Bronx since the band started? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we first came to New York, we thought we were going to get our asses kicked (laughs) straight up, straight up. Like, you know, we, we did for sure. And and we got, we got nothing but love. So it was, it was super cool. New York's always been good to us. We got mutual friend, Jake too. Oh yeah. The best. Yeah. Jake's the best best man. best human so you guys did you guys actually go to the bronx as the bronx yeah yeah yeah. we did that dope. we did that we did uh there, there had was, to. that was yeah there was at one point we were supposed to do this contest like at old yankee stadium and it oh, was wow. like yeah we ended up fucking it up everyone got wasted or something like that and the contest winner got in a fight with his girlfriend and it was a mess did people think you guys were from new york at first because of the name yeah like, wow yeah 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 yeah, all Holy all the time, shit. man. Yeah, those I, early I, I days, did early did press days, did, right? people, yeah. people were so confused. It, but that like, was but wait a minute, unless you guys yeah. want it, worked. Yeah. So who was the record deal with? Uh, the record deal was with uh, Island Def Jam. Wow. Uh, and it was like we put our first record out through Ferret, through oh, New wow. Jersey, and mm-hmm. yeah, no Carl yeah. and those dudes. Yeah. Uh, awesome guys, but yeah, mm-hmm. man, we got in like the end of that kind of like 
you know, super early 2000s wave where I think, you know, labels were still kind of like anyone that like kind of remotely might have sounded like at the drive-in. They were just throwing record deals yeah. at them. You remember too. that? You remember yeah, that shit? Yeah, real money too, man. Yeah, dude, like bands right. were getting signed for crazy money. And crazy I was like, this money. band sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, yeah. but yeah, but we no, got- 2003 your record came out? Uh, 2003 first record. Yeah. 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 So we got in just like on the kind of tail end of that, like music industry, you know, like the old that school wave. way of like, you know, we're actually going to, you know, sign you to a record deal yeah. and take you out. Now it's like, it's crazy now, but so different uh, now. Yeah. So different. But yeah, it was good, man. We got like, you know, I remember, I mean, we didn't get a lot of money, but we got, you know, it was like the good most enough. chunk of change I had in my life, dude. I burned through it in like so quick, dude. I was just Damn. like, yeah, I was like dumbass too. I was like at Chili's buying everybody's drinks, you know, buying everybody drinks. Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I got but this uh place. but yeah, man, it was it was dope. And then, you know, it was off and running from there, man. We were just touring and, and going crazy. Yeah, I love that the records have like no title. They just called they just self-titled, all of them. Yeah, I mean it was it's like interesting. It's like laziness, but it's also like <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, sometimes with band stuff, it's like like having the conversation with to like come to a like title that everyone in the mm-hmm. band is like psyched on. It's just like, that's not a conversation we need to have. It's yeah. just the music on the record is what matters. So yeah, I, I love that. Like all, all of them, like it's crazy, man. And you're writing all the lyrics or yeah. other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I read all the lyrics and, uh, and yeah, basically I, I'm, I've been like, uh, I don't play guitar. I mean, I'm starting to play guitar, but I don't write songs in the band, anything like that. Those mm-hmm. guys just shred at writing tunes. So, uh, I let them do the writing and then I write over, write lyrics and sing over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I listened to the, I listened to a bunch and, um, cause I've heard you guys before, but it's crazy. You're a, a West coast band called the Bronx, but you really have it, 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 your vocals in the sound reminds you of bouncing souls meet sick of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I mean, I'm so a, you had a big, big fan East of Coast both. Growing yeah, up on that. I mean, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's like both those bands for sure had an influence on me. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, vocally, it's like you know for sure, and then like also, you know, I mean, there's a bunch, man. I mean, it's like uh, Joey, like out of New York, you know, Joey Ramone, and then for you know, what's crazy is uh. Ray Capo had a big influence on me too. Like just his style. Youth of today. Yeah. Nice. Cause I, cause like I was a big fan of like, there's no one that sounds like this dude. Like he's like growling on the microphone and it's just like, total. it's it's just like total wild style. Yeah. And I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I back that. Yeah, me too. I I I back that type of shit, you know? So it was like, (laughs) you know, cause it's like Darby crash and people like that are not necessarily you know the best singers, but they're one of a fucking kind. Yeah, you know? and I, I I like that shit. Yeah, Ray's definitely one of a kind as well. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Even just the crazy growls, like we go fucking strange. Yeah, like on Take a Stand when he's like, wow, wow, wow. He's like, what the? But fuck? actually, the nobody, scene, can, nobody, <laughs> can do that. nobody can do it. And seeing them in motion doing this you know live the stage live i was like wow that cemented for me i was like this guy like even gorilla biscuits in the or the early demos the way his voice is cracking and all that stuff i was like dude this is so sick you know it's like just uh, like people that just sound like themselves Mm -hmm. and it's more about you know the performance and the energy of the music as a whole you know also the lyrics too but just it's just about being swept away in it i like i respect that you know yeah 
I, I love that with uh, Faith No More. Like, yeah. through me and with Chuck Mosley, I was like, this Dope. guy is amazing. Hell yeah. Just his style. And him, even man. if it's like off or whatever, I always love Chuck. Rest in peace, Chuck. Yeah, he was uh, great. He was great. Man. It was a great album on that. So, did you guys have like a buzz and stuff? He started playing a lot of shows before you got that deal? Yeah, I mean, dude, we had like, we did a thing where basically, you know, we had like three songs and, you know, labels were like showing interest and we would just like, we would write back and like Morse code or we shouldn't, we wouldn't respond or like we were just fucking with them. And it ended up being this thing where it just drove them crazy. So they just wanted the band more. So it was like, wow. we literally had like some bidding wars. Yeah, dude. Wow. You know? And it was like, it worked, you know, it worked. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and shout out to, to Jonathan Daniel and, and, and Pablo, uh, for helping us out in the early days there. Um, cause they, uh, they were the ones Pablo, Pablo with fishbone. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. my dude, oh, man. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Pablo yeah. Cool. yeah. The best. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah. For years, man. Yeah. He's, awesome. he's the homie, man. He's, so, he's, he's one of the good ones from the industry. He's yeah. actually a fan of the music and grew up on it in New York, dude. Like, yeah, he's legit. Yeah. Him and Jonathan you, Daniel were the ones that guided us early as far as like, this is, you know, they just knew how to manipulate the system, dude, you know? Yeah. So, and it, it was super cool. So those guys kind of guided us and, we just got the opportunity to, because at that point, I mean, you know, realistically, I mean, we do we hadn't even been like a band for like a year. Wow. And That's it's, crazy. it was like, and we didn't really even know, like, like I knew Joby, Joby and I were friends, but I didn't know the other guys really that well. So we <laughs> yeah. were like, and you know what I mean? And we were young yeah. as fuck. So it was like, it was like, we needed time to like, really like to become a band, you know, to like yeah. tour and like just to kind of grow together that way. So you know, we got the opportunity to do that. And those guys were able to just kind of set us up on a path that, you know, allowed us to just be ourselves and hit the road and make a bunch of mistakes and, and, <laughs> and, and learn, you know? Yeah. So you guys, you, so you, that record came out in 2003, the next one, 2006, next one, 2000, you mm -hmm. guys are making records and nonstop touring, huh? I do nonstop. Like it's like when the fucking pandemic hit, it was like, the longest I've been home in like us too, man. Yeah, like 15, 20 years, yeah. something like mm -hmm. that. You know, this guy's been trapped like, in America for a year. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. This whole band's yeah. in Brazil, and he's like here. Yeah, that's great. That's a whole other thing. But uh, so, yeah, so growing up in Orange County, we we're talking about that before too. Is it OC? No, no, no. It's Pico's LA. Oh, so Pico. I moved. Okay, my bad, my bad. So basically, the uh, you know the where 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 Huntington Beach comes in is. You know, when I, when I was growing up, uh, my dad used to always take me up the 605 freeway to the beach on the weekends. And uh, I, I always just loved the beach. You know what me I mean? Too, so man. when the band was, you know, kicking off and, and everything just started getting crazy, uh, you know, being from L.A. and then being out on the road and coming back to L.A., I just I had to, like, create some sort of, like, space for myself to, like, yeah. exist outside of everything. So. Uh, you know, I had some friends who were down at the beach. My brother lived down in Huntington. Um, so I just, I, I went down that way and, you know, I bounced around a couple different places and, and, you know, but I've been there pretty much for like at least I would say 12, 13 years, something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? And that's super different from LA to Orange County. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it, it, cause I mean, when you, cause you're born, at least I was, I was brought up that like, obviously LA is cool. Orange County's whack. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 bottom the, line. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the way everyone looks at it. Is like yeah. you know, especially on the LA side, right? You know, and for the most part, it's true, man. You know, for the most part, it's true. Like especially back in like you know the 
I don't know, like '90s or 2000s. It was very much like, a, you know, there was just a there was like a strip mall vibe to it. It was just mm, like a lot of okay. like, you know, chain restaurants, chain stores, similar yeah. things. You know, it didn't have the culture that LA had. Totally. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was just kind of like this, you know, other spot where people lived, and it just had, didn't really have an identity. Um, or at least a cool one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, and you know, Huntington, Huntington's got history in the punk, in the punk Definitely. scene, in the yeah, punk man. world too, man. I mean, hundred percent. you know, yeah. Orange County does in general, but it's like, so, so when I got out to Huntington, I, you know, I, I've always had, especially, I think this is the one thing LA has given me, uh, you know, I have the ability to kind of like like that yeah i adapt and i but at the same time i don't get like i don't like i don't my feathers don't get ruffled by my environment man like yeah. if i'm living in a place where there's a, like a bunch of like whack-ass people like i don't i don't that doesn't affect me you know yeah. in a way that like that screws my life up mm -hmm. you know what yeah, i mean because yeah. it's like because i'm i like and there's, you know, we're going to get into this, I'm sure. But there's a lot, there's a lot of great people in Huntington too. Yeah. And I've always just been a fan of, you know, California coastline is just, there's just no greater place, man. Great. So, yeah. you know, so I, I went down there and kind of carved out a little spot and, you know, I, li I live, you know, right across from the beach, man. I got, awesome. I got a record player. I got, you know, yes. I, it's all good, man. You're chilling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more peaceful life. More yeah. chill life. Yeah, you're older Yeah, now. it's cool, man. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, I love it because, you know, touring, you get, you're, we're so lucky to be able to experience all these different environments, man. Totally. You can go to New York, feel the city, go to LA, feel the city, go to Chicago, feel the city, you know, mm -hmm. go to London. You can get like, I, it's never that far away where it's like, if I really am missing like some, some like downtown action or something, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, I, I can go find it, man. It's all it's good. True. <laughs> it's yeah. true. We can live anywhere being in bands and traveling. Like you live anywhere. Yeah. I mean, depending on, uh, you know, your perspective. What do you mean? Well, you know, it's. I've always felt that I could live. I could. I've lived in so many different places, and I can adapt to living in many places. You're um, in Brazil twenty years. That's a huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I found that I, I, at times, like when you're touring, like you said, you need that space when you come back where it's totally, completely man. opposite of what yeah. you've been on. Yeah, man. Yeah. So a lot of times, I'm very antisocial when I come back. Where I'm, I'm like, hermit. I don't want to see anybody. Yeah. You know, I really want to be kind of like a hermit. And I felt that, you know, this is good for me to clear my head, but I guess it's a balance, you know, like I need, I love having that, you know, security as far as being away from people for some yeah. time, but I found that I really enjoy being around great people that are giving energy, like positive energy. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that yeah. is something that's just like really gets me excited about being you know having good friends or family and i really miss that from being in the pandemic um, last year well especially a pandemic you really you know, going it. on but i i found that it's really important for me to to learn as well like, yeah I, I like to learn from people so yeah i kind of i i need to have that balance of environment where it's i have my own space but at yeah. the same time i can be around people that are kind of you know where we're reciprocal energy you know yeah. now where it's just like I've lived in places where it's just like, it can be super depressing, where it's just like draining, Yo, so sucking the life out of you. Where you're like, oh. that's the that's the flip side of 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 beach cities because okay. it's like, and and I go back and forth with that same trip okay. 
a lot because I'm always, it's funny. I like every, like at, at least like once a year, I'm like, I'm moving back to LA, you know, like, yeah. like you know, right, like, right. I, I'm over, like I'm over it. And well, and cause the thing is too, you know, beach communities are so small, you know, to where it's like, and you know, as a, as a creative person, as yeah, someone yeah. who's always in search of like inspiration and, and trying to be in tune with that, you know, like there's, it's like, I've hit a wall there so many times where it's like, fuck man, you know, like the, like there's only so much, there's yeah. only so many right. songs I can write, you know, in this environment or, or so many things I can feel. And I felt them all, you know, like I, I, right. I, I felt them all, you know? So, but, but honestly, it's that, like that type of energy is like, it, it kind of comes and goes, but I, I, like I feel, I'd rather be grounded and be able to have like search out inspiration than search out for like a home or like search out for like a new, yeah. mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just a lot yeah. more to like uproot yourself, to move to a place. And then honestly, sometimes I come up to late, man. I'll be like, fuck this place, man. I'm, yeah. so, I'm court, so glad yeah. I moved out. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's, it's, it goes back and forth, man. It's a love and hate relationship. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, for sure. So when the Bronx first, came, so so we guys dropped the first album, yeah, and um, and you've never been on tour before, right? Sorry, no man, I'd never. Wow, I'd never, year. dude. Yeah, I'd never been like a, I'd never been outside of California, played wow. shows like nothing, man. It was how like old the were whole, you then? Mm -hmm. I mean, I was I was probably like tw mid twenty one, twenty two, okay, something like that. You know, so, so you get signed to a major, ever gone on tour, and just. Yeah, dude. Wow. It was dude. like, and at the time, like I was just, I was so just irresponsible and just wild. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, man, you look back and you're just like, oh my God. But <laughs> must have been wild. You know, yeah. But it, but it was, I mean, man, it was, it was a dream come true, dude. I mean, it was like at that point, the only thing ever in my life that had motivated me or just like made me want to do something outside of just existing was music. And yeah. it was like, and then, you know, as, the more further along I got with singing, the more I fell in love with that too. And then mm -hmm. it would just become this thing where I would just it, like somewhere around the second record, it dawned on me like, okay, like I got to take this seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or I'm going to blow it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I'm going to lose it. If I don't take this seriously, if I don't like start actually like, you know, caring about what I'm doing and caring about, you know, my voice yeah. and caring about mm -hmm. my profession and not letting my bandmates down and all this stuff, you know, cause I was just, uh, I was lost for a while there and I didn't really, it was all about, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was all about the, the, the kind of self-expression and, and the, the the feeling of letting go with music for me more than it was with singing or any sort of technical yeah. aspect of it. So I was always just, yeah, I was always just gone. And, you know, I had to kind of rein myself back a little bit and find some sort of balance of like being able to, you know, lose yourself in, in what you're doing in the music in the moment, but also like be responsible for like, artistically what your job is yeah you know what i mean and like take it like you have to have pride in what you do you know it's like there's so many great singers that have come before you yeah and it's like you can't do if you're gonna have the guts to be a professional musician you have to like show respect to that 
to that world. You know, totally, you can't man. just come in and just think you're the shit and just piss all over it. You yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> it's not, Are you kind of arrogant cool. or no? No, I wasn't arrogant, man. I was just, you know, I, I just didn't really care. And I was, uh, I was super insecure. Mm. So I was like, I was, you know, I was drinking a lot okay. on stage. Like I was just out of control. Okay. You know what I mean? And so it was like, I don't have no real concept of, of, you know, a, a good show was like, you know, me, you know, like jumping off something and cracking my head open. It wasn't me singing good or like the crowd uh, or, or like the crowd having a good time or right, anything like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It was a good show. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, you know, and you learn that you can, you can do, you can do that. You know, it's like, like multiple things can be true at once. You do it all. Like you can all. do that. You can care about what you're doing. You can sing. You can jump off something, break your head open. It's all good. It but still sound good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, it took me a long time to figure that out, man. It took mm. me a really long time to figure mm. that out. And, uh, and, and I'm glad I did. But it's like, and that was honestly, I think, a big part of all of us kind of coming to that, you know, that kind of point in all of our lives as individuals and as a band where it was like okay like hey man like we survived this first wave or we just went out there and we had this record and you know we flipped our van we did all this crazy shit where it's like you know it's like and then we got you know the second record we did with michael beinhorn was like this crazy full-on island def jam major label like you know old school producer build you down, break you back up whole, you know what I mean? Like whole thing, yeah. like real deal experience. You know, and we got through the end of that and it was like, okay, like, like it's on, you know? And then we, we got through that tour and then it was like, we ended up, you know, splitting with Island Def Jam. And then it was like, we put out our third record about our, we got a studio in the Van Nuys. We fucking, you know, huddled together as fucking as just DIY dudes and yeah. put out our third record ourselves. And like, after that, honestly, it was just like, man, we can, we can do anything. And then it's totally. like, you know, once you have, I don't know, for me, it was all about like respecting what I, what I was doing, respecting mm-hmm. music, yeah. respecting my Respect job, respecting craft. my career. Yeah. Craft, right? yeah. You got to do it, man. Yeah. You got to yeah. do it. And you can, you, you can find your own way to do it, you know, but it's like in order to be, you know, sustainable and in order to like, I don't know, for me, in order to be looked at as like anything real yeah, from the yeah. outside you know you gotta have you gotta have respect for the craft especially if you Absolutely. love it and this and that's what you want to do and it's actually saving your life yeah man you know what i mean that's right. your way it's your therapy it's everything you know yeah. like no i i love that um no doubt so how was was it hard getting off island def jam was that i mean it was it was like you did get you for like eight albums yeah i know i know dude <laughs> i know it was it's i mean hard, it, it was like it was a cool thing where you know like I think, you know, at that point, like on that, just going back to that last wave, I think they were just kind of signing a bunch of bands, yeah. hoping something would hit. And if it didn't hit, like there was no real big right. deal with letting us go. It was totally Happened cool. to us too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it was, it was all good. And, and luckily, you know, with, with Pablo and Jonathan, we had, you know, deals that weren't crazy or anything. I mean, it was always kind of like, Hey, you know, the more you take, the more you're on the hook for. So yeah, just take, man. take what you need to make the record, you know, put a little cash in your pocket or whatever. And, and you know what I mean? And just, and just go about it that way. So, so we were cool getting out of there. It's and awesome. then, uh, yeah. And then we Sometimes just, Sometimes they own your ass. Dude. Yeah. 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 We were, we were lucky cause MCA like it crumbled. Universal did some sort of deal and then we got out too. We got to leave too as well. Our mm-hmm. dude got us out, but we were like the wave too. Like they had newfound glory. They had blink. Like, 
on MCA at the time, so they're trying to get a bunch of bands as well. Yeah. So it's the exact same thing. Because sometimes, you, I, mean, I get those statements, it's like, you owe the label like $300,000 or whatever <laughs> from like back then, <laughs> the money they were giving you. It's fucking crazy how much money Horrible. they were giving you. Yeah. Um, so then you guys go independent, and, and who puts out that record, the third one? Uh, we put it out ourselves Sick. on our, yeah, we, we had our own, like we started when the band started, we had this imprint white drugs that we, yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. That we just kind of put out anything, you know, just randomly related to the band. That, that was on all your records, right? The imprint, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Sick. Yeah. So, so we did that and, and we put it out that way and it did actually really good, you know? And it's like, it was super cool to, to, to feel that. And it's like to do, to have like, okay, we got like a fair record. We got a, we got an indie record. We got a major label record. We put out our own record. And it was just like, you know, it, like I was saying, it just felt good, you yeah. know, but it was also like kind of a crazy, it was a super stressful time, man. Cause we were broke as shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like just, just super, super broke. Like we were, you know, living in the, in the studio in the Valley, you know, I was our bass player, Brad was, and, it was all good, but it was kind of like, okay, like, how are we going to, like, we, we did the record, the record's out, but now, yeah. now what, you know, like we, how do we, <laughs> how do we keep going? You know, Are you guys so, working jobs in between those tours? Uh, I, I did. I worked security at the Wiltern for, for a little while, you yeah. know, and that was cool. Um, I did that and, uh, you know, when I had to, and they were super cool, you know, that's a, like, you know, music community is great. Is that, that Golden way. Voice or something? Uh, Oh, no, no it wasn't. Like, okay, okay. It wasn't. It was. It was. I. I want to say it might have been the beginning of the early stages of Live Nation. Oh, okay. At some point, but I think you're right. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It was cool, man. And it was. I can kind of come and go do that as we were touring and stuff. And then, uh, you know, after the third record, and we kind of went through that cycle, and it, we were just kind of like creatively, you know, we didn't really know what to do really, because as a band, we always kind of like. We were always trying to put ourselves in, in creative, like uncomfortable places creatively to push ourselves to just be different and write different songs, mm -hmm. make different albums, do stuff like that. And we just kind of ran dry a little bit. And it was like kind I of, a, it was just, yeah, it was just kind of a bummer, you know? And then it was like, what should we do? And, and uh, we just, <laughs> we just decided to start a mariachi band i know crazy, <laughs> man. yo that prince cover is amazing man thank you <laughs> the man. prince cover is amazing i know i haven't heard i watched it. it yesterday it's fucking i mean this year yesterday it's amazing man yeah 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 so that like so we did that's that. a totally different fucking all dude, new music everything dude honestly it was it was it was the like those first two l bronx records are the most like genuine source of inspiration i've ever felt in my wow. life it was just wow. like because it was like you know i I I talk about like, you know, like growing up and, you know, you're listening to metal and then you discover yeah. punk and you're running with friends and you're, you know, everyone's kind of started band. If you look back on it, you know, you can kind of see, you can connect the dots, like how I ended up in, with a microphone singing in a punk band, mm -hmm. but you can't <laughs> connect the dots to how, you know, to how we started a mariachi group. So, you know, just throwing ourselves into that, into the instrumentation, into the rhythm into the music into the genre like everything um, such different lane it's crazy man. Yeah, yeah but it, it dude it was crazy it was like this thing that like it just felt you know because for me personally writing wise and singing wise i was so focused on like aggression and like anger and just like punk <laughs> yeah you, you know what i mean yeah like i i had this whole i didn't even realize it man i had this whole other just like welled up source of emotions of like all the things that like had gone 
right in my life that I felt like uh, it w- I would be a pussy if I sang about it in a punk band. Right. You know what I mean? So I had this whole other side of, of like, you know, appreciation and, and gratitude and stuff that when we started writing, you know, mariachi songs, it just fucking just dumped out. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just so crazy, man. So we did, and it was great too. Cause you know, everyone thought we were joking Everyone thought we were taking the piss. Yeah, I was people ask, like how did the fans? Yeah, yeah. Pe- yeah, people were thinking that we were gonna like you know piss on the culture and like that we were being racist and making fun of people and shit mm-hmm. like that. Wow! And it was all this talk happening, dude. It was all this talk before they heard shit. Before they heard shit, and it was like meantime. Meanwhile, you know, we're fucking working our asses off doing this music, and and you know we know that it's coming along. We're having all these crazy breakthroughs, and we're just you know we're with John Avila in, in San Gabriel, just in his garage, just cranking away on this stuff. Wow! And we're putting this album together, man. And it's like we just know that it's something special, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was like when it came out, it was just like it just felt so good. Just be like, just man, like fuck all these people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So and then it was like it didn't. How was the response? Dude, it was huge, man. It was wow. crazy. It was crazy because no one expected us to do something like that. But then it was also like this super, like raw, just love of music thing that came through in that first record, especially where it was just us, just like falling in love with this new genre and style of music. And the songs were so simple, but they were so pure and just like mm-hmm. there was just dope, and you couldn't deny it. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. could say you could say it's not the greatest technical shit or whatever, but you couldn't say it was like fake or mm-hmm. you couldn't say that it was, didn't come from a place of like respect and yeah. love. And, and it was great, man. And then dude, that shit took off, dude. It, wow. that, that Like out of nowhere, that record like went nuts. And so we were like doing, you put that out yourself. Uh, we did. Yeah. No. Yeah. We put that one out ourselves and then we did release the vinyl through with John Reese at Swami. Okay. And, uh, and then from that, we got signed to ATO records, which was like, I mean, dude, they were, it was like, like, and red light management was like the most, like, I mean, just awesome people, but dude, it was yeah. like going from, okay, we're in this punk band. We don't really know what to do. <laughs> we're making, we're making this fucking mariachi record. And then it was like, the record does great. We make this, the second record, which was like, you know, we were figuring out what we were doing on the first one. The second one, we knew what the fuck we were doing Formula and we were, that, we yeah. were on point. Yeah. Right? And the second one came out and it just dude. I mean, we were on tour with Dave Matthews. Damn. We're doing what we do. We did Letterman. We did oh Leno. We did, right. dude, we did, dude, we did it all. Dude, the record like wow. was huge, dude. And it was like, that's crazy. Dude, <laughs> dude. Yeah. It was nuts, dude. It was, it was were you playing nuts. with other uh, mari- mariachi bands as well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We, dude, we did like a, like a London thing in the Barbican with, you know, all these mariachi bands coming in and from how, Mexico. How were they with you? Like you guys, they were down dude. Cause they, were, they, they got it. They, they understood the, you. yeah, they understood the respect dude you know it's like it's all coming from a place of love and music and creativity and it's like you know it's like and and honestly i think the fact that i didn't try to sing in spanish Mm -hmm. you know was a big thing because that would have just came off so whack you know what i mean it's just like (laughs) yeah it would have been terrible and so it ended up just doing that made it like you know an original thing that not a lot of you know there's bands there's other bands who have like tried to do or have done mariachi music but there's after you there's, guys 
Well, there's like Calexico and there's okay. a couple different bands who have like taken on like basically like the song structure, the instrumentation yeah. and applied it to what they do. You know what I mean? But there's no other band in the world that's a punk band and a mariachi band and Sick. that does both. And it's like we so just cool. in that weird moment man we like carved out like our own unique spot that no one can ever take away from us it's amazing you know? man and did you grow up with that kind of music in your neighborhood too yeah man? hell yeah. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. yeah i was gonna say yeah. yeah and you know and it's like you know with growing up you know bringing it back to david and vince it's like growing up with those guys and and having los lobos you know going to see lobos and that that was a huge influence you know at least sure. especially for me singing because uh david hidalgo is like one of my like vocal just icons you know his voice is just absolutely beautiful you know so there's so much soul and stuff that what he does so that was a big the influence of having vince in the band you know we he was kind of the authenticator in the yeah. early in the early days because rhythmically i mean dude it's not like punk there's yeah. rules there's rules to that music there's yeah. rhythmic rules that you got to abide by otherwise you know you're it's not good yeah <laughs> You know, so it's like those guys, I mean, they worked their asses off getting, you know, the instrumentation and the strumming patterns and all that stuff to a point where it was legit. And, you know, Vince plays the, the guitarone, the big, big old acoustic yeah. bass, and he just held it all together, man. And that was the glue. And then it was just from there. It was just we just kept writing songs, dude. And the, and the Bronx fans were accepting of the. They were cool. Mariachi. Yeah, they were cool. I mean, there was and maybe... You didn't play any Bronx songs, did you? Played no, songs, all no, brand no. New songs. It was just, It was just all like... we. It was so just cool. like, it was right. like, we're going to do this, you know, record, and we're going to do this touring cycles as this band, and, and that's it. You know, so oh, we just cool. total just flipped it. And, yeah. you know, for the most part, uh, Bronx fans, they got it. You know what I mean? It's like, they, they're we got cool fans, man, you know? So they, they got it, and they, they understood that we needed to kind of do something different. Yeah. And then, dude, we did... <laughs> Dude, we did a tour where yeah, where we opened up for ourselves. Wow. So we man. had so we had the L Bronx play. We did a full full US tour, wow. dude. It was insane. We did a full US <laughs> tour with L Bronx opening and this band Violent Soho uh, from Australia in the middle and then Bronx headlined. And it oh was like dude, How it was, was that singing uh, every night twice? Dude, I mean, now it'd be hell on earth, but it, <laughs> that, but but then, dude, I had it. You're I had it. It was yeah. all good because it like opposite way it's tough but it's almost like a vocal warm-up in a yeah. way you know what i mean yeah so it was like it was cool man we did the l bronx thing and it was like it's such a good vibe that music too man it puts smiles on Party everybody's vibe, faces yeah. you know so it was it was a trip man it was cool and then you know we ended up doing a third mariachi record doing that and then we just kind of switched back to bronx and did bronx four then five and now the six ones, six ones coming know, right, coming, yeah, coming out. Yeah, do you love both them equally? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and just creatively, it's so rad just to know that you have an outlet for like every color of the rainbow. <laughs> totally. you, know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, and it's cool because you, when you get a little burnout on one, you can just write or you know switch gears to the other, and it's super cool to be able to do that, hopping in and out of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. It's, it's like different cool. sides of you. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip. You know, we got fucking <laughs> Charo suits and the whole fucking gig, man. It's all good. <laughs> wow. And and what are the are there differences between the fans that you have from? Yeah, mm, for sure. Or did it for change? Sure. Did you notice the change? Well, Bronx fans are definitely down for L Bronx, but uh, when L Bronx kind of hit on the second record, and we started doing, uh, you know, like the the Tonight shows and all that right, shit, right. And the record oh, cool. got bigger. 
that band kind of had like its own audience that had no clue who the fucking Bronx were. Wow. Interesting. You know what amazing. I mean? So yeah, That's so cool. actually very yeah. cool. So we, so we would, when we would do like, you know, things like open up for ourselves and stuff, it'd be like, there'd be some, there'd be sometimes we go out and be like, the place would be fucking packed for El Bronx and the Bronx would come on and be like, Hey, there's not that many people out here. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Like we're the same yeah, people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but some people just didn't. They, you know, they're just they're not into like heavy music, man. You know, right? So El Bronx so. is bigger than the Bronx. You think? Now it's probably pretty equal, but yeah, for there was a good a good wow. while that El Bronx was yeah significantly bigger. And, and so what, are, what are the lyrics that you're writing for Elbronx? Mm. Uh, it, it's just like it's it's a lot of you know it's a lot of love. It's a lot okay. of like nice. it's it's a lot of like family stuff away you know? from the punk aggression. Like yeah, rap. yeah, okay. yeah. You know, it's like a, a it's a lot of like it's more love, not anger and aggression. Yeah, yeah. exactly, things, man. Yeah. It's just it's it's a lot of a lot of joy and and just uh, you know there's some there's some dark shit too, but it's like. <laughs> It's like more of like a you know like a storytelling type of thing like you know mariachis yeah, they gotta tell they gotta yeah. tell a story. I was gonna you know? ask you about you that. You gotta yeah. almost be like a gunslinger in a way. You know, okay. it's like it, it, it's so it's cool writing that way too. You know, because you can take something that you're feeling, whether it's like heartache or something like that, and and you can kind of you know turn it into a story. You know, cool. so it's like that's not something that I ever thought to do in the Bronx. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was all about just kind of like in the Bronx, it, it was all about kind of like taking my own misery or mm-hmm. my own, just kind of <laughs> like whatever's happening and, yeah, and yeah. kind of like coding it a little bit lyrically. So you don't know exactly what it's about and people can kind of like, you know, take relate a little to bit, it different yeah, ways. relate yeah. to it in different ways, you yeah. know, but, but you're still connected to it personally because in there, the source of the song is, is something that you're connected to, you know? Yeah. I love that. So, you know, in, in, in El Bronx, it's that way too, but it's more of a storytelling type of thing, you know? It's like two different sides of him. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's cool. And it's like, there's, you know, like I said, there's just, it's, it's really cool to like, to be able to, like look back and like appreciate like work that you've done or like songs that you've written in a way that's like not like egotistical or anything like that, but just like, like, you know, that El Bronx stuff, man, sometimes I listen back to it and I'm like, God damn, man, this is so good. Yeah. You know, proud of it. You should be proud. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's there's a lot of that, you know, no band's ever done that. No band's ever, I know punk band's ever done that. Flipped it and started another band like that. (laughs) Not that I could. Especially that genre too. Right. And, yeah. for, and for some people that don't know where he comes from, they're knowing this podcast, it, it makes sense for him because the neighborhood stuff and growing up where he did all that, you know what I mean? Different influences. See. Because you think it's just a punk band, but they think only punk bands listen <laughs> yeah, to punk I mean, music. Yeah, I mean, Hispanic culture is neighborhood culture, man. It's like, the you know, family and, and, and all that shit, man. It means a lot. And that's something I learned, that's you know, cool. growing up and just, you know, constantly being in that environment and having a lot of friends, you know, with, with big Mexican families and shit like that. It's, it's a beautiful culture, man. I watched some of your videos too a couple of days ago too, like uh, the white guilt one. You're dressed as a rabbit. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. um, uh, history stranglers. Yeah, stranglers. Yeah, history yeah, stranglers. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're a baby. You gotta peek yeah, these yeah. videos. And then the other one is they will kill us. And it's just an, a dude just singing the whole thing. Just a random guy walking. Did a friend of you guys or no? No. So okay. So dude, great story about that video. You gotta peep it. I'm gonna peep. So in our. There's this dude named Mike Piccitelli who like he he runs like uh, that company fucking awesome with Jason Dill. Yeah. And he directed 
all three of those videos. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, they will kill us all video. He was like, I want this to it. basically be okay. Like if you were watching the video with the sound off, like you would think, mm. you would think it's a hip hop video. Yeah. So we got this rapper from Chicago. Let's do black I'm magic. Derek is where I keep talking. Yeah. And so it's basically the whole video. This black dude just rapping big, puffy jacket you know mm -hmm. cruising down we're in the video he like kicks, he like kicks our ass at some point you know what i mean something like that yeah and it's like dude we did when we were doing press when after that video came out oh, like man. it was a point and we were in sweden and we were in oh, in man. england and i was like sitting down they're like yeah you know it's matt from the bronx you know like fest festival press you know what i mean so i sit down <laughs> and this guy's like like where's where's the singer from the bronx i'm wow. like what are you talking about <laughs> It's like I'm like I'm like, dude. I'm like I'm right here. He's like, you're not black. Oh, oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> the video's sick. He's singing like, man. He learned all those words to me. He's professional. Yeah, yeah, it was man. dope, man. Is he an actor? Yeah, no, he was a rapper from Chicago. Oh, that's right. He said, "I'm sorry." Magic. Yo, but yeah. he learned, like, like, he's, everything's on point on there, man. So good. But it was cool, that's man. Cool. Doing creative cool shit like that, making videos, videos it's super dude. Fun. Yeah, man. Now super, it's like, like videos are, dude. Yeah. It's like a. It's a frustrating wormhole in the music video, dude. Because it's like, yeah. are you working on a new one now for the new album? Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a bunch of shit. So like the new the new record, man. We got it. It's it's a lot, but we're basically we're releasing it as like a singles collection in addition to like the traditional full length. So yeah, like we're releasing basically a song a month from March all the way till the end of the year. Dope. And we're doing. We have all these different artist collaborations. Like we worked with Estevan and, awesome. and Tim Armstrong and you know all those dudes, Dabs Mila, different artists and stuff like that. So each song kind of has its own spotlight in That's a way. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm hyped on it, man. It's it's super cool. But we get to the point where like with music videos and like talking <laughs> about Mike, dude, it's like back in the day, like those were dope. And it, like the music videos now, it's just, it's so yeah. frustrating because you can make the coolest fucking video and it's like, no one's going to give a fuck. Like it's, you know so what I mean? Like it's like, it's going to laugh. Like people watch it for like a week. You know yeah. what I mean? And you pull, you pull, unless you, you know, put on your IGTV yeah, or something. You're kind of just like, <laughs> I, I always get to the point with those videos where it's like, okay, like, do we really want to go down this again? Do we really want to try this again? Or do we just want to take this video budget and just put it in our pockets? So Esteban's directing one. Yeah, well, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna Tim's directing one. Sick. Yeah, so Esteban, yeah, Esteban did a did a, a seven inch cover for us with Dope. band photo out in Hollywood. So, yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm I'm super hyped on it. It was good to kind of like when we when we started the band, we we were you know kind of super like connected in in artistically outside of music. You know, it was yeah. like aesthetically everything we did just really had to have a a, a, a artistic feel to it and you know we collaborated with a bunch of great people and we kind of got away from that the more self-sufficient we got you know mm. sometimes you do that where it's like <laughs> that's kind of like one of the lessons i learned like with the band stuff it's like sometimes for us we got so you know we got so especially when we were two bands man we got so wrapped up in our own world that like we we kind of just like lost connection to like mm. like the scene or like just different bands or like people around us like we didn't really we were so self-sufficient and so just working our asses off on our own thing and you're lane, that, yeah. yeah sometimes you look up you know sometimes and you're just like fuck like why why are we kind of out on this island you know where it's like because we're we're we've always been kind of the odd band out on a lot of, in a lot mm -hmm. of different ways so you know it's nice to kind of 
get back in to like collaborating with artists we love and friends we've made over the years and yeah. stuff like that. You know, did you record this during the pandemic? Dude, no, before. So we wow. did it. Oh, dude, yeah. So we recorded <laughs> recorded in 2019 with uh, Joe Barisi in Pasadena. And uh, it felt good to do a record with Joe. He's he's the man, dude. He's You know what it is, Derek? Yeah, I heard a yeah, lot about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, he did it. like okay. a bunch of Queens of the Stone Age oh, and Tool. And he's just like, you know, he's one of those dudes that like, for me, it's such a foreign world to me, but he's like the tone god. You know what I mean? Like you go yeah. into the studio, dude, and you've just never heard a guitar sound so good in your fucking life. You've just <laughs> never heard, you know, everything just sounds absolutely insane. So... You know, it was it was great to finally work with him, and and we did the record in Pasadena, and uh, we were gonna put it out obviously last year, but dang, yeah. I mean, I I'm honestly I'm stoked we waited because it allowed us to the whole opportunity to kind of come up with how we were gonna release yeah, it, doing smart. the singles campaign, doing all that stuff, and I felt so bad for bands that just like dude, like they had either they released a record right before it hit. Dude, and it's just like it was. Dude, it's brutal, man. <laughs> happened to so many bands. Dude, dude it happened to so many bands, yeah. and even some like that you could tell they were just like kind of like they couldn't wait any longer. They were like, "Fuck it, we're putting the record out <laughs> in 2020." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like they did it, and certain ones had like a you know they hit good or whatever. But it's like they it only like that's a fucking so it's so crazy to me now how it's just like the attention span and the, like the life cycle of a record is like, dude. I mean, it's like a, a month at best. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're unless you're unless you're out there on tour in you know the face, I mean? unless yeah. you're touring the face, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, record, yeah. If you're touring is different, so but different. it's like you know. But as far as just like the actual like record side of the music industry and like just how things work nowadays and the attention span is just crazy. But yeah, it's all good, man. It, it is what it is, you know. So you just got to find a creative solution, you know, and just do. You got to either adapt or I don't know. I think adapting is important. You got to You can't mm-hmm. be like the Unless you're a super big ass band <laughs> who's got a, a like a just a insane following and you know allows you to be stuck in your ways, you know yeah. you can do that. But it's like you don't like when we when we would tour out. Always be like, okay, I you know I would see certain bands and be like, I don't ever want to be like that. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like I don't ever want to be like just like you know, either like pissing on the modern era or just like stuck to like one thing that you like yeah. can't ever get out of or, you know, like that. So it's like, yeah. we're, we're trying, you know, it's tough though, man. You fall into that shit. Next thing you know, you're like a old rocker, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when's the album coming out? Uh, it comes out August 27th. And what's it called? Does this one have a name? No, it's Bronx six. Damn baby. man. Well, you know what? I saw, I, I saw, well, I saw the IG thing with, with the, um, with the letters, and I try, I thought it was called White Shadow. I was trying to sp- spell yeah, yeah, it yeah. on singles it. Singles White Shadow. Ah, see, Singles White Shadow. Like, What's the album called? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so that's the song that you know. By the time this comes out, it'll be out, and uh, and we're stoked on that, man. It feels so good to finally. It was funny, man. We'd start doing like press and stuff for the record, and you know, I, I I've been just grinding on on just life shit through this pandemic. So it was yeah. like I felt so out of practice, dude. I was just like <laughs> trying to do one liners and shit, like, ah, oh, swipe up for Apple Music and all that stuff. And I was just struggling, man. I was <laughs> <laughs> it is so hard. Yeah. So yeah. when this comes out, I'm, I'll probably drop this one next week and this one out, the record will be out. I mean the song will be out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're off we're off and running, man. So it feel it feels good. It feels good to be getting back into music and Yeah. You know, I think we we've we've kind of planned it out to where we're going to spend the year working the record, you know, and then 
we're not really planning on any touring until next year, man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say. I mean, I'm hoping punk rock bowling's gonna still go this year. Me too. I think man. Vegas has got it figured out. Great lineup, man. Yeah. So, you know, I'm stoked to be a part of that. And I think that'll happen and that'll feel good. Yeah, for You know, great. but outside of, you know, a couple festivals, maybe getting the green light this year, I don't really think mm-hmm. anything like we're used to is I coming know. back. What's the last know? show you played? Uh, Alex's bar in Long Beach. It's probably like January, uh, end of January, 2020, something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. We had we had a bunch. We had a, a shitload of touring lined up. We were about to go to Australia when, when pandemic hit and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, it's all good, man. I mean, it's, yeah. been, it's been, it could be so much worse. So many people have had, you know, lost people. I know. And all that shit. So it's like, I went through my whole, you know... I'm an artist. I'm, <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm home. I'm depressed. You know, I went through that whole thing, man. But it's like I, yes. I, I wiggled out of it. You know, it could always be worse. So 100%. It's, it's cool. Is there anything you learned during the pandemic about yourself? Or something, uh, something to change about yourself? I mean, yeah, man. I, I, I've, you know, I've, I've applied myself in a lot of different ways, man. I've, I've, I've put like, I think personal growth has been a pretty big thing for a lot of people. Totally. You know, so it's like I've been... I've been putting in work, you know, with my own just kind of mental health. And then it's like I, I started just a bunch of different projects. I'm hosting a podcast for Sailor Jerry. and That's right. That's yeah, right. just doing like a bunch of different shit, man. I'm, you know, I finally picked up the guitar, started learning that thing. And, and uh, you know, I've been taking care of my body and just fucking running and riding awesome. and just doing a bunch of shit, man. I used it. It was such a good, you know, reset, albeit, you know, forced, but. Yeah. For us, it was like the only way it could have honestly ever happened because we were in that weird, like, it's like that weird hole where it's like the best thing you could do strategically is stop touring, but you can't afford it financially. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you have to like just go and you have to like, you know, try that, you know, that you're doing shows and you're doing stuff differently to where it's not the people seeing the same show or doing the same thing over and over again. But yeah, you know, we were torn so much. It was just like, man, like it would just be great to just give the world a break from the Bronx for a second. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And usually that's when we would just switch to, to mariachi. But yeah. it's like we weren't we weren't in in the in the headspace to do that. So, you know, it was just like it was good to take a break, man. Yeah. You know, it was it was really the best thing for us. And, you know, it was a good thing for me too to just be kind of reset and do that. So I'm looking forward to getting back at it though. Yeah. How'd the Seal of Jerry thing come about? Dude, they just hit me up out of the blue, man. We've we've worked with them in the past. It's cool. Um, doing like, you know, there there's a lot of great people who work for that company and, and uh my friend Dana who does like their publicity, she's like, Hey, you know, we're gonna kinda do like a little bit of a reboot on this thing and and i want to do a podcast and i want you to host it sick and i was you know i was like hell yeah you know so that was cool and you know i, I i'm comfortable in front of a mic man i like yeah you know, i like doing you sound great shit, on the mic so yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> how many episodes are out now how many episodes are out uh we're six sick. six of them are out yeah yeah awesome. i got you do you have someone doing your editing yeah. Yeah, I got to get on that. Editing sucks. Bro. You do you do it yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, Super do- DIY. I'm, respect. I'm, yeah, I'm doing it all right now, man. But yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, do you have any daily rituals? Are you a coffee guy? Um, yeah, I'm a coffee guy. Okay. You know, I'm a coffee guy. I do that. Uh, I try to like, you know, do a little bit of meditation here and there. Nice. You know, I try to run 10 miles a week is like my minimum. Like just if I can do that, I'm good. Yeah, that's great. Like, it keeps my 
it's crazy, man. The more like, the more like work that gets stacked up, like the more like, dude, those, those runs have just become like, dude, they're so important for me just to keep my head on straight. Dude. Sure. Dude. Yeah. You know? man. It's just like, it just, it feels so good. So that's cool. You run on the beach. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. 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 It's a Cali shit. I love that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, do you have any, uh, you have any major regrets in your life? Um, let's see. I mean, not really, man. You know, I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes, but it's like nothing to where it's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's all shit. That's, you know, just the path that I've been on, man. It's like, I I wish I could have been, I I wish I could have figured things out a little bit sooner. You know, Mm. it's like, I learned a lot of lessons late, you know? So, (laughs) so I was like, you know, but that, that was just, that that's just the way it, you know that's just the way life has unfolded for me so mm-hmm. it's all good man you know are you a, a sober person or no 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 I, I mean i don't i like i drink i smoke weed and you know every now and then i'll get a wild hair up my ass and you know like <laughs> I, i'll do like you know like i like i i used to do like a lot of acid and stuff like really that. yeah because oh, i was a big i was a big uh uh i just i, I just like you know, kind of losing control a little bit that mm. way. And like, I, I like the, uh, I was never like a big, like powder guy, anything mm. like that. It was just all about kind of like, you know, hallucinogenics. Nice. You know, I think Derek's done that before, right? I've heard about him. Wait, yeah. <laughs> your, your, your kid's not listening. Um, so you've done acid before? Yes. Yes. It was awesome. Yes. Yes. Was it awesome? Uh, no, it was, uh, I don't know. It was definitely a learning experience. Yeah, I have to yeah, say yeah. So I had to try mm. it a few times yeah. to oh, make wow. sure. Yeah, you know that this is not really for me so much. Um, I was more of uh, experimenting with mushrooms. Wow. Yeah, mushrooms are like you can you can control yeah. mushrooms for the most part. The I mean, you part. go yeah. you go off the deep end with anything, you know. But it's like acid is kind of like you know for the most part mushrooms you can kind of. There, you're somewhat in control, you know, but there's a good chance with acid that you're 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 not yeah. in control. You're not coming back, <laughs> going off the deep end. Do, do you feel a difference in performing if you're sober on stage or not sober? Uh yeah. Well, I started so like probably about two two years ago. I stopped drinking before we played. Wow. And I just I just sang better, and I just the, the shows were just way better. So now wow, it's like when we're on cool. tour. Yeah. Like we're on tour, I won't drink before we play, and then after the show, maybe I'll have like a beer or two, unless it's like a night off, and then I'll have a couple more. But yeah, you know, it's just way, it just feels way better. And there was like a couple, you know, you get like, you know, if you've been accustomed to doing anything one way for a long time, you get that natural kind of anxiety, like yeah, you know, am I am I still gonna be good? Yeah, (laughs) you know, you know, know, some people need like a shot to go on stage to the the nerves and stuff. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you know, I was like, ever since I stopped doing that, it's been way better. Yeah, do you get nervous going on stage, it. Derek, or no? No. I get excited, yeah. you know, really anxious. Mm. But uh, that whole drinking thing, I, I learned at a very young age, thank God, that that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like, oh, drinking. I, yeah, nothing at all. Yeah. like it's What's just, it go on stage, you mean? Yeah, that's killing your voice. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I don't think I would have a voice if I kept that up. And also just the show isn't good. And once you see a video of yourself... That's the sure way of mm. stopping any yeah. itty, you know, like crazy ideas you have in your head. Like just watch a video of yourself on stage yeah. and you can see like things are like, oh, I don't want to do that. 
Yeah, I've had a couple of those moments. Where I'm just you like, did? Yeah, there was, dude, there was, I always tell them one of my most embarrassing moments on stage was we were we were on tour with uh, GBH and the Circle Jerks. Wow. And it, was like, it, was, it was early on. That's it was, ill. Oh, dude, it was so sick. It was so like a sick. dream. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were all friends and just crushing it. And, and, uh, but this is still in my, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing phase. You know what I mean? So, and I was still, kind of doing you know i was taking a lot of xanax at the time so i was like i i was in kind of like a you know when you're when you're doing that you're kind of like you're in this weird fog man you know what i mean and yeah. it's just it's just not cool but i'd say at the time i didn't really know like how to like register it and do we played i'll never forget we played the house of blues in chicago and we played and uh dude i'm on stage and i'm like thinking i'm just like goddamn elvis you know i'm just like <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like i think this is the, the best thing ever you know and i get off stage and the band's like looking at me and i'm like what the fuck man these guys are pissed off you oh, know what i mean yeah. like what the fuck and they're like dude you know i'm like that was a great show you guys and they're just like dude what the fuck is wrong with you i'm like what they're like dude you were like three seconds behind like the entire show like i was on a oh. delay bro i was on i was i was behind bro i wasn't singing anywhere near in time bro like i was all the way off for the entire show just looking like a complete asshole Holy shit. yeah dude and then that, and that was like man that was yeah i i i stopped that after yeah. that night but it was I, damn but you I, don't I, delay pedal, delay pedal oh, I, oh yeah dude it was the oh, worst and i doubled down that night i was so i was so embarrassed and humiliated i got super fucked up and ended up like keith morris was like throwing rocks at me in the alleyway it was great. oh my god <laughs> dude. you know what's crazy if you like that like if you forget the words or you, ha you think you have the worst show now, does the crowd notice that he was delayed or just the band? knows? like something like that. You're no, like, I think it was pretty mm. obvious from the band's <laughs> from the band's reaction. I think it was pretty obvious that, you know, there was, you know, that right. I was I was just in the in a bad place. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, it's crazy, man. It took me so long. It's funny how you would think that being a singer, it shouldn't take you that long to figure out like, you mm -hmm. know, like that you got to be like, you know, your voice has got to be number one, you know, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, but it seems you guys got thrown into it kind of like you never toured. You're brand new for a year. You get yeah. signed. Then you fucking make a record. Then you go on tour. I yeah, mean, nobody yeah. in your band had ever been on it. Uh, Jorma had been. He was in a band called Death on Wednesday that was like yeah. kind of like a. they were kind of popular in Orange County, and they played some shows with Social Distortion. Okay. I know the name, yeah. Yeah, but outside of that, like, no. And I was like, you know, I was kind of, I came from that, like, you know, that like chaos school of just like, you know, like it, it was more like, like I was known for just kind of being crazy on stage. So I like for a long time, that's just kind of all kind of I, front man you were. Yeah. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So for a long time, I was just like kind of just wrapped up in that, you know, in a way that, you know, I couldn't really get out of, you know, so it all kind of fed into that drinking before shows, yeah. you know, doing stuff like that. It all fed into the, you know, the kind of, you know, punk rock mess on stage type of thing, which, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And I think if it works for a little bit, but it Catch doesn't, up with you. doesn't last forever, yeah. man. Yeah. I think what you were saying about <laughs> respecting your craft yeah. has a lot to do once that comes into yeah. your mind. And the fans yeah. too. If they and yourself, the songs, and yourself, man. Yeah. Like I was just like, it was all three of those things, yeah. you know, yeah. it was just like, okay. Like it's, it's just, you know, you, like you said, you, 
you you take a look at yourself or you see some video or you like have, yeah. you have those fucking shows where you're you know where you're doing the grind where you're traveling all night where you're you know you're playing a festival at one in the afternoon and you know you've been flying and then it's just like you're trying to force yourself to drink beers because that's like what makes you feel like normal you know what i mean yeah, like that's yeah, totally. what you think you have to do mm -hmm. so it's just like that that whole thing just kind of got you know i just got burn out on it luckily and mm -hmm. uh you know i was able to kind of get past it so yeah. yeah you seem like you're in a good place for sure yeah man i'm feeling good yeah are you considering yourself like optimist or a pessimist oh uh, optimist man big time i can tell yeah, yeah yeah absolutely man you know it's like there's there's so much to be grateful for in this life and especially i mean just the three of us sitting here man i mean we're yeah, talking man. Or musicians, we get to fucking hang out and talk and you know yeah. do shit like that, and it's like it's 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 beautiful, man. It's yeah. cool. So it's like I, I appreciate everything I got, man. It's awesome. Do you have any uh, major influences, like a top five or anything? Or uh, I mean, yeah, you're hip, -hop, you're hip hop head too, right? I mean, a little bit, yeah. You know, like I was, you know, mostly West Coast shit. I saw you posted about <laughs> I saw you post about Nas the other day. That record is Illmatic is you know. Yeah, it's, you can't, it's, can't deny you, it, you bro. Can't, you can't deny it. Yeah. You can't yeah. deny it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, like what hard, kind of I'm hardcore Tupac over Biggie, though. I'm not wow. a, I'm not, okay. Yeah, okay. Not, okay. Not, wow. a, not a Biggie fan. I, I look at Not a, a Biggie fan. No, man. I look, you know, I, I that's, that's, that's. Nothing, like no Biggie song. That's like, the Source Award me. shit, dude. That when that shit went down, it was like, that's how we felt, you know? It was mm -hmm. like, that, that was it. It was like, I just, you know, I don't like Puffy, man. You know, I just, I just, you know. Did you watch the new Biggie doc? I did, it's I did. Pretty dope, and it was, it was good. It was okay, really good. Right, it so. was really good. I mean, yeah. I you mean, know, I, he knows he's talented. But yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, of course, I can okay. respect the talent, but I'm just not really, I'm just not really a fan. You know, okay. it's I like, got you. and then, uh, you know, it's like when Wu Tang hit, man, that was that was dope. You yeah. know, but it's like. I love, you know, I'll always love Dre. I'll always love Snoop. Best, man. Always love Cube. Yeah. You know. Um, How about like Exhibit or Farside or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. 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 But, you know, for like so a lot of those records, you know, it's on more of like song by song basis True. for me. You know, like Farside, stuff like that, where it's like there's certain songs, of course, that are just that just hit. But. You know, when it comes like that, the first Dre record, man, was incredible, just so, man. oh my God. We felt on so the East good, Coast dude. too. That was uh, fucking yeah. incredible, man. So like good. That. So good. And and Snoop and just, I, I got so much love for Snoop, dude. Just like who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? When you think about like, when you think about when Doggy Style came out, dude. you know what I mean? And like everything that he, like where he's at today and it's like all that crazy man. shit, man. It's so dope, dude. It's and he's so fun and positive, like on social media. Yeah, he's funny. Dude. He's just like a... It's like a lovable character now. Yeah. Right? He's been through a lot of shit though, for sure. Yeah, man. I got I got a lot of respect for Snoop. He's probably he's probably my favorite, man. What about like West Side Connection? Yeah. Hell yeah. Dub C. Yeah, yeah. Um Too Short. Too Short. Too Short's shit. great. You like, you Too Short? That's my shit. I love Too Short. Too yeah, Short's even, great. That was like the first West Coast shit that rang true to me. I was like Oh, the Too Short shit? Too Short shit. Wow. Yeah. It rang true to you living in Cleveland? Yeah. I wow. was like, I was like, I, I love Too Short. Like my friends and I would just like play pool, listen to Too Short. <laughs> Even like, Ken, I love Kendrick, man. He's like a newer cat. Obviously, yeah, but. Kendrick's dope, man. Kendrick's dope. I, I like Kendrick a lot. Oh, he's, yeah. he's 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 super cool. Where is he? What's he working on right now? He's something kinda, new, man. It's been yeah, a couple he, years. We need something bad. Be. That I fuck with the game. 
great West Coast. Yeah, the game's dope, man. Um, game's sick. Turn some other West Coast shit. People. Oh, Cypress Hill, man. Yeah, you know, you do. You know what? I I get down with Cypress Hill, man. I do. I do. I fucking love them, man. The yeah. record's thirty years old this year, man. Thirty. It's crazy, years. man. They're, they're they're excellent, man. They're fucking. Yeah, those are th- that's that's some shit. I can, I can seriously put on. Still, and just vibe it. Yeah. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just it's so unique. It's just so weird, you know. For back then, his even his voice, everything yeah, about yeah. it, what they were singing about, everything was so. The beats oh, and everything legends, was so original. Legends, Dude, I got uh, I got that I got God. that fucking CD. Do you guys remember the Columbia House shit where you used to like, yes. be yeah. like of course <laughs> I did. Like, like, like duct tape a penny to like the TV guide or whatever, and somehow you got like ten CDs later. Yeah. Crazy? You know? <laughs> I, got, I got a bunch of cassette tapes. How they stay in business for so long? I don't know either, but I got so much stuff. I was like, is this I just like something must be going. I don't know. This doesn't yeah. seem right. That's, That's how, how I, I got the uh the the what was the big record? Is something Sunday or uh not the Black night. Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how Great I got that. Great fucking. That was a dark album, but it's so good, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Just the beats and the bass line, everything about it. It's like a punk vibe, like a hardcore vibe to it. Yeah. Booyah Tribe, bro. Yeah. Booyah. Booyah Tribe's legit, dude. Booyah Tribe. There's so many. Oh, dude, can't, can't forget, can't forget tea, about the OG Ice-T. Oh, yeah, tea, yeah, man. Ice-T. Can't yes. forget about yeah. that, Maybe dude. it was either Ice-T. We just got a Grammy. Just got a Grammy. Dude, I was tripping on that. Do you remember? So... Cause when Body Count first came out, dude, I mean, I was like, I was all over that shit. Cause I was just like, you know, I was big into that whole, like, parental advisory, Tipper Gore, free speech. Uh, right. All when all that yeah. shit was popping off, it was a, it was a big deal, man. And it was like, and it was it was so true about like it was just like if you had that sticker on your album, it was like it's a like stamp legit. of approval. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like oh, so legit it now. Yeah, and so yeah. <laughs> And dude, when I dude, when I first heard uh, that record, dude, I was just like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever heard." Yeah, yeah. it was like, "There's moments of it like that are, like almost like bad musically, you know, where it's like, but it's like it's just such, dude, it's just a fucking classic." And I saw him do when I saw him on dude, on Arsenio Hall. He came out on Arsenio Hall and did "There Goes the Neighborhood." Dude, it was on, dude. I was just like, <laughs> fuck, yes. <Yeah. laughs> the original a, Gangster record was incredible, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you fuck any Tribe Called Quest or De La Soul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. De La yeah. Soul, big time. That Gangstar. Judgment Night soundtrack was a big one, man. That yeah. Judgment Night soundtrack was huge. The yeah, that's right. All the, they that did. Was... De La Soul did that. Uh, I think it was Fallen with uh, Teenage Fan Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That song is, is dope. That's right, that Judgment yeah. Night, that, that connected so many Oh, dude, that soundtrack, that's got, that's got Booyah Tribe on it. It does. Um, it's got... With Faith No More. Yeah, Faith House of No Pain. More. It's got um, Helmets Bio on there. Hazard, Biohazard might be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Onyx. On- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Onyx was the connector, too, back then for, for their both sides. No doubt. Of the hardcore and then the hip-hop, especially in New York. Mm-hmm. You have any more questions for this, man? When you guys tour a new album... Yes. Do you play... A lot of the new songs, like what's the percentage? So hard doing that shit. Because I know. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, usually we'll play. I would say fifty percent, maybe. Okay. Wow, that's, Damn, that's respect. Yeah. I used to like, put a couple in there and sprinkle them in there, but the crowd yeah. just stands there and like oh, the song. Yeah, I yeah. mean, back in the day we would sprinkle like sprinkle yeah, them in there, but now great. I mean, fifty wow. percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sense. yeah, probably fifty percent. You know, we've always we've always tried to do that shit. We get to a point where you know it's like. But it's crazy, dude. It's like there's so many every, the amount of times we've said, okay, we're changing the set list or we're doing it. It was just like we still end up playing. You still want to play those songs that everyone wants to hear or that like you just love playing. 
but I would love to kind of do a deep dive into our uh, into our discography and, and unearth some songs that we never really play. You know, that'd be sick, fun. man. Yeah. yeah, but that always adds up to more rehearsal, man. And no one it likes does. rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, those deep cuts, those super deep cuts in the record. Yeah, the rehearsal time. And then playing the stuff that they yeah, like it really. I know what I, would t- I always want to tell like when kids are like, so what do you suggest that you do? Do you know to keep going in a band? And, yeah. You know, and how do you get better? And it's like. Uh, rehearse, and I don't yeah. want to be a hypocrite and be like, because everyone hates. I hate. I don't know why. I, hate I, I don't. I don't mind it, but it, it, it's. It, it, I mean, it, it can be a grind for sure, man. You know, but it's like we've always, you know, we've always rehearsed like fucking crazy, right? You know, I it's mean, like, rehearsing uh, new songs is something different, yeah. I think, but. To go over like yeah. old songs for it's like uh, yeah, come, like yeah, really yeah, we yeah. really need to do this yeah. do we really want to do this yeah because on stage you know once you play it that one time like first show you're like oh yeah, yeah. it goes from like yeah. hey we're, we got a tour coming up you know it's like we're gonna rehearse like two weeks out man we're gonna go and then before you know it, it's like oh we can rehearse at sound check <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, first show first show so true dude Nobody wants no, to do it, man. It's yeah, hard. Nobody does, but when you do it, it definitely has a big impact, you know. I, I mean, mean you get to fly to Brazil to n- practice, yeah. right? Yeah, and and it's wow. new songs. We we will definitely rehearse. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's it's difficult, you know, um, to do newer songs. But I mean, with the old shit, there's certain things that you just play once. You're like, oh yeah, I remember it. Now. Like riding a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you Absolutely. never want to like. Yeah, you gotta like figure out like new transitions and stuff right. too in between songs. It's important because I, I mean, like, I asked like you know with the new songs. I I know in the past albums, few albums, we just decided like let's just play more new songs. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, you know it makes sense because you're promoting the album, and it's, it just makes sense that you would play those songs. Yeah, from yeah. the album, and you're kind of like you when you get to you know a certain point where it's like you've been playing for a while. You're like looking at you like okay, like I know like a lot of these people here have seen us at least once, maybe fucking 10 yes. times. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be okay if we don't yeah, play that song. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to survive. And, and actually it's I realized it's like people, you know, they're, they're, they're happy to see you do new yeah. stuff, you yeah, know, yeah, even yeah, though yeah, it's not so everyone too. like, they don't know it immediately, yeah. but it's like, Oh, okay. I heard some new stuff, you know, yeah. like I like when I go to see shows, I like to see bands, play stuff from the new album especially if i'm hyped on it yeah. totally. i'm like yo i just got this yeah. i'm not i might you know not be doing a stage dive or anything like that but i want to <laughs> hear it you know yeah I hear that shit yeah man absolutely <laughs> absolutely how many years of bronx now like 17 18 years uh well we're coming up 2000 let's see 22 next year will be 20 for us wow yeah yeah which is together before the first record with my yeah, band. yeah yeah 20 which years is, that's yeah, awesome so, man the, technically, I guess going by the third, by the by the first record, it'll be you know twenty three, but still insane, man. I mean, yeah, I can't, that's I can't, amazing. Awesome. Can't believe it. Just for, yeah, I mean, the type of band that we are, man. We're pretty self sufficient. We're not like crazy big or anything like that. But we just love what we do and we work hard and you know we're able to to keep it going. Yeah, we, we, that's that's the key to your longevity. You think you guys are all friends and yeah, been big a lot time. of shit together, yeah, family. Yeah. yeah, we can. You know, we're we're, we're we can have. You know, we can have all the conversations, man. We can we can talk. We can talk as like uh, adults. We can talk as yeah. men. Mm-hmm. We can talk. You know, creatively. It's like no one. We're at, you know, no one. No one's like taking shit personally or anything yeah. like that. And it's like everyone works hard and contributes. And honestly, the main thing is we still just love it, man. Yeah. It's like you know, it's, that's I, the most I, important part. Yeah. 
It's yeah. hard to keep a band together for a long time, especially 20 years. That's no joke. People think yeah. it's easy, but it's like so many different personalities and all kinds of things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's going to be crazy when things go back. I just, I wonder. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's going to be a busy-ass year next year. Everybody's going to be touring on top of each other, yeah, man. I feel <laughs> bad for booking agents right now, man. They got <laughs> got It's got to look like. And, if, and I'm happy for them, too. Yeah. They've been sitting around for a whole fucking year. You know, like those detective shows where they got like yarn yeah. on the fucking wall, like all this shit. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be shows every single night in every fucking city. All connected to shows. Agents got to be losing their minds. Like, right can now. we go back to lockdown again? Yeah. But it's going to be bands like oh, yeah. seven days a week, dude. In no doubt cities, about it. Man. It's like every fucking... night you'll be able to see something. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. As long as people psyched to get back out and do, I mean. I think it's so. We'll see. It's going to be interesting, man. It's, it's going to be, be like, I think there's a lot of people who, you know, who are going to be sketched out. I think there's a lot of people who aren't going to give a fuck. I know. I think there's a lot of, it's like, it's weird, you know? It's weird. And it's like now that like, you know, live streams are pretty accepted, you know, certain yeah. bands are like doing, you know, like we did one, you did yeah. one, you can do those things. And it's like, you, you know, you play one show, the whole world can watch you yeah, make, world, make some man. money. And it's like, for a lot of bands I know that don't like touring, I'm like, they're, they're, these guys are never going back out. These guys, <laughs> these guys are live stream for the next 20 years. I think that can you continue, know? too. Even when things open up, I think those will still continue. Oh, yeah, they're right? not going anywhere, so, man. man. They're for not people going overseas and stuff like that, I do special, yeah, like, we'll play this, this album. Option. It's a great yeah. option. I think it's really you smart, man. It's cool creatively, too, because you can kind of like, you know, you can approach it differently, like at least for us, like we did. You know, we pre-recorded it so we could kind of like, for us, we, it was the first time we did both bands together, like Bronx song, El Bronx song, Bronx song, El Bronx song. So we made like all these transitions and like, you know, we recorded it and just filmed it. And it was like, like taking a creative approach to like the movie aspect of yeah. it and like doing something like a cool project that way. It was a lot of fun, man. It was mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. You know, so I could definitely see that sticking around doing like. You know, like a holiday live stream or something yeah. like that, you know? I think bands are still doing that. I saw that Newfound Glory announcement this year again, like doing a holiday thing or something. Yeah. 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 People are getting used to sitting on their couch watching music, man. It's yeah. not it's good. It's a comfortable yeah. environment <laughs> at home, you know. Yeah. I, I just think for the music that we're like the hardcore punk metal, whatever world that we're in, I think those kind of, are, are, are the people that listen to our bands, are, I think they're going to go off. I think they're more, they're, they're less... Because they're not, when we talk about like, oh, Live Nation's open up all these outdoor arena shows and there's bigger, there's a bigger world away from that world we're in. I'm sorry, Separatory is bigger than us. No, but I'm just, I, I'm just saying like, <laughs> oh, the hardcore stop. kids are hyped, I think. Just ready to go fucking, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and there's, you know, there's, there's a, a, a history to protect, man. I mean, you can't let, you can't let shows die. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't <laughs> let punk shows die. You can't let hardcore shows die. Like, no way. Like, there's going to be people who, who, you know, who are going to come out. You know, yeah, and get and gonna step up. So it's like I know that'll happen. It's just gonna be a weird process, you know. But it'll get back. Yeah, I think just stepping in, it's either gonna be like socially distanced completely, or totally opposite, you know, or mask or no mask. Who knows? You know, what I mean? it's gonna depends where you're at, you know, in the different cities, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But we're they'll have certain guidelines, you know. Do first. you have any shows booked for twenty twenty one right now? Uh, yeah. I mean, we have November, December in Europe, and hopefully they'll. It will happen. Is that what Sacred Reich? Sacred Reich and uh, Crowbar. Sick. Hell yeah. So uh, hopefully it will happen November, December. We'll, we shall see. Yeah, well, we made it through the pandemic, and, you know, we're here. Made it. Are we're you guys, alive. Did you guys get vaccinated? Are you getting it? Uh, we haven't got it yet. We're just talking yeah. about that. You got yours already? 
No. I mean, I, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. necessarily, you know. I'm not in a hurry. I want my mom to get it. I want people to get it yeah, first. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I know a bunch of people who. who we're going to need to go to Europe. We're going to need We're going to have to have like a passport vaccine to travel. You're going to sure. have to. Yeah. You're going to sure have to. Be. But yeah, I'm not. We've like, been talking about a lot like the last couple of days because all of our friends, my half my whole, my whole band's got it already. Yeah. So many people got it. It's coming. But it's like, I'm not in a rush. I'm not going anywhere right now. But I, I, I yeah. do get it. We're going to need it to like herd immunity and make the planet heal and all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not in a rush, you know what I'm saying? It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm if I get to if like oh you're gonna go to Europe with the gorilla biscuits. Yeah, I mean you're gonna you're like, gonna have to we're, you yeah. know, you're gonna have to have to travel, which makes sense, you know, but it's just like I don't know. It's just uh, I haven't got one since the measles month since I was a kid, man. Yeah. I never got a flu vaccine. So Yeah, it's kinda crazy that we're living in the in a time when something like that. You guys that. are living on the edge. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I I know. It's such a tricky subject too. Yeah. Is it? Oh, maybe not. Some people, <laughs> for some people, it is. But yeah, it's not. Tri- it's not tricky. I, it's like I'm not. I'm not anti in any way. Either, I'm just kind of like, either. you know, I'm not necessarily super excited just to put yeah. some shit like that in my body. Though, me either. You know, I'm just yeah. kind of like, ah, yeah. I don't know. Well, you survived yeah. this long in this planet without one. <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You, just, you know, what would I'm 50 suck, years though. old. You're 50. You survived this. Far so I haven't long, got it yet, and then you haven't got <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, knock yeah. on wood. Then that one day yeah, where you're like, I know. "Damn it! Like, what yeah. the? I survived this long and I got it now." Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's probably you'll probably get it like right before your like biggest tour is supposed yeah. to start or <laughs> something. You know, you're like, ah. My mom's yeah. is super stressed about the COVID, so once she's all good, I'll feel good. You know what I mean? I'm not right. gonna like. I hear you. I mean, this, we can go to CVS. You, can, you know, there's so many opportunities right now, but there's so many different, there's three different ones too. It's like, and they're coming out with the fourth one. Really? Yeah. Wow, man. It's too many. It's a lot. It's too many to choose from. It's too many. And there was like, I think the, uh, the Johnson and Johnson one's like 65% or something like that. It's like, but it's a one banger. You get it once. So like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, the two bangers the way to go from what I hear. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, yo, Matt, thank you so much for being here. I learned yeah. so much about yeah, you. Man. I fucking appreciate everything you've done with music. I appreciate you as a person, your story. I right on, appreciate man. you sharing it, being here of with course. me and D-Block. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And so the, so the new song will be out by the time this drops next Monday. Yeah. New song, new record out uh, August 27th. Yeah. And where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at two and three Matt man on Instagram and then uh, Bronx vision on Instagram, uh, the Bronx.com with three X's. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you can just, uh, just Google Bronx band and you can navigate your you way. Find it, guy, you find this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bronx. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody in the Bronx listening to, if you're tuning in as well. Um, yeah. thank you brother. Right on, man. Thank you. That was awesome. Hey guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate review. Uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast please do that and whatever platform you are listening to this on i'm glad you found me you can rate me and review me on there also so thank you guys sincerely for the support i cannot wait for you guys to the next one